Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to change your whole life, all your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. Hey, listen, I'll be the first to admit that today is a little bit different. I'm not sure that I've got a message that you're going to take loads of notes for and uh, you're going to have, uh, you know, but I'm, I'm definitely going to give you something to think about. Um, it's a little bit prophetic, a little bit of a testimony. Um, but but I, I wouldn't want you for one minute to think that it's insignificant because I believe that what I'm going to share is of great spiritual significance for us. I'm not entirely sure how that is all going to work out, but God knows. So I, I want to be true to what I know the Lord has laid on my heart for today. Now, just bear with me while I take us on just a little bit of a, a, a journey. Um, so uh, if you'd uh, just help me guys and uh, put up the, uh, the, the diary notes for me. Um, so I know there's, there's not, many, not many people in this service for whom this is really going to have any relevance uh, to at all. Um, it, this this um, actually were, were the old diary notes. You used to get these when you walked into church into this church, and uh, if, if you've got very good eyesight, you can see right at the top, uh, Sunday, the 27th of February, 1983. Now, the reason that is significant is because I was handed these diary notes. It was my first time in church. I don't even know how I've kept them. I only found them yesterday in a book. Um, I throw away everything. But anyway, it's just one of those things, how the, the Lord lines things up. And um, so that was the, the my, like, I think probably, as far as I can remember, the only time of my own choice that I had been in church. And, and you need to know that when I came, I came on that day, 27th of February, 1983, I was coming to get something out of my system. I was, I, I, because like, let me tell you, the last thing, I ever thought the answer to my life was going to be was church. Like the last thing. The last thing that ever was going to help me was Christianity. I like, like the, the last thing. But I had this thing that was bugging me. This thing that was like, ah, you know, like, and, and, and I, I managed to say, you know, like, which I know now, I know now to be the Spirit of God, but I, I, I had one of those things where, okay, I'm just going to go. I'll go. I'll go just the once. I'll go just the once. Some of you know the story. I went to an old telephone book and I found this church in the book, telephone book and, uh, and I walked up the road and that, I got these, um, these notes on the first Sunday that I was here. And what's, uh, what's, what I really want to draw your attention to is if you look down, it then goes during the week and uh, it gets to Friday the 4th and if you see um, 7.30, the, the, the youth program, singing practice. Now, I'd come, I'd come on the Sunday, and um, I, I, this bit I can't actually remember, but someone had invited me to come to the youth meeting on the Friday. And, um, and I think I said I was going to come, but I really fully intended not to. Sorry. This, you know, like... So I, 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 was, I was like, yeah, 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 that'd be awesome. That'd be amazing. I don't think, I don't think we said awesome back then. But, you know, yeah, that'd be great. I'll, I, I'll see you there. But I wasn't really going to come. I can't actually remember what changed. But somehow I ended up at that 
uh, youth meeting on the Friday night. And we, uh, it was a singing practice. Let me tell you, it was a little bit, yeah, like, it wasn't like T.O. We weren't putting on musicals. It wasn't like that. It was a little bit dry. I'm not going to lie. We had to just put the red chairs around. And, but anyway, this night was, this was, I was singing practice. And I just, I, I actually remember the song we were practicing, um, which were like, I know, I can't, there are some days I can barely remember my name, but like it was, um, I've been redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb. I've been redeemed and I'm so happy, yes I am, all sorrow's gone. And in my heart there is a song, I've been redeemed, I've been redeemed. And yeah, it's all right, you don't have to applaud. Uh, all right then, if you insist. Um, so, yeah, that was, I, I don't know why I remember that, but I remember that. And uh, after that, there was, uh, there was uh, I didn't know anyone at this youth group, but there was a girl there called um, Christine Millica, who I'd known from school. I'd never spoken to her at school, but I was just kind of relieved that there was somebody that I kind of knew. And, uh, and, uh, and I said, oh, uh, because I lived in Victoria Centre Flats, uh, and she was uh, catching a bus out to Asprey. I, I just walked down talking to her. And I was saying, you know, like, hey, I'm not really, I'm not really sure about all this Christianity business. Uh, you know, I said, honestly, I think I'm not sure that if I make a decision, I'll be able to keep it up. Because that was me, hey? I could, I could really make a decision and, and make it work for a, a couple of weeks. But, but after that, it, was all, it all went downhill. And, and I just anticipated that this was going to be the same. And she said to me very wisely, she said, listen, if you just ask Jesus into your life, he'll do the rest. And, uh, and so I, I, I went home on that night and, uh, and I gave my life to Jesus Christ. I lay on my bed, flat 1919, Victoria Center. I lay on my bed and I said, Lord, if you're there. <laughs> it was a great faithful prayer, Tando. Lord, if you're there, great faithful prayer, you know, but, but God, God knows the heart, your heart, you know. And I said, Lord, if you're there, I want you to come into my life. And uh, you say, okay, that's great. Why are you bringing that up? Well, because that was the 4th of March, 1983. And today is the 4th of March. What year is it? 2018, which means that 35 years today, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And guys, this is what Jesus can do for you. So, why not, you know? <laughs> Jesus in 35 years. Yeah. Wow. I, that, 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 that young guy, that young guy was messed up, let me tell you. Messed up. 19 years of age. Messed up. Far from God. Not brought up in the things of God. Looking for looking for life, looking for reasons, looking, yeah, there was, there was, there was things stirring up in, in me. And, uh, 
I, I, I wasn't sure, as I've already said to you, that even church was the answer. I just knew there was something more to, to life than I was experiencing. In fact, I'll be honest with you, I was hoping church wasn't the answer because I wanted something more exciting. You know, it's like, oh, God, surely we can do something better than this, you know. But 35 years ago, um, I, uh, I walked up these stairs. And uh, I walked, so a lot of you guys won't remember this, but 35 years ago, this was all encased in, in glass. And there was actually two doors here. And uh, there was I, like, I was coming to church just the once. This was the one time, one time, just going to get it out of my system, one time, just going to go. There you are, boxes ticked, going to crack on with my life. I came, I came in, and um, yeah, I was, like, I think I saw here everything that I expected to see. I think I saw my worst fears of what church were, was. A lot of weird people. I'm telling you what, there are weird people in the world, but Christians, man, they can be weird. Seriously, have you? Yeah, I mean, obviously not you guys, because you guys are fine, but some weird people. But you know what I couldn't get beyond, what I couldn't get over? And maybe that was why I came on the following Friday, that these, there were some people I spoke to that they had something. I couldn't put my finger on what it was, but there was just something different, something that intrigued me about them. I knew that they had something genuine and something authentic. So I walked through these doors 35 years ago here. I sat actually around here and, uh, and it was an ordinary day and I was a messed up person. But you know what? God knew, even though nobody else knew, but God knew that that day when I walked in, the next leader of the church had just walked in through the door. But of course you couldn't see that. You couldn't see that that day. I wonder, I wonder who sat here. I wonder who is sat here. We can't see it right now, but just let, let a few years go by and let's see. Let's see what the Lord has planned. Maybe you've come into church. Maybe you're far from God. Maybe you're pretty messed up like I was that day. But who knows what God has planned for you? God has, God has, God has planned. Just put up those diary notes for me. Again, the, um, we, we, we see there Ephesians, Ephesians uh, chapter uh, uh, 2. It says, uh, for, I can't even read it myself now. Thank you. We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good work, works which God prepared in advance. That, that, on the, that day when I walked into church, that was the scripture. God had prepared this in advance. When we sing about God going ahead, when we sing about God being a way maker, he, gone, he saw 35 years in advance. He'd gone ahead and made a way. God, God makes a way. God, open, God opens doors. I walked through that door 35 years ago. Sat in this section. Four years ago, I walked through this door. When I came through that door 35 years ago, this door didn't exist. Because we didn't own that building next door to us at that time. But in order... For me to walk through this door on that day four years ago, God had to create a door. I want to say to you that uh, for God to make a way for you, he, he will create a door if necessary. He will create a door that isn't there so that you can walk through it 
because he is committed to his plan and his purpose for your life. Do you believe that this morning? Do you believe that God is a way maker? Do you believe that God is able to do the impossible? I hope you're understanding now that we're not just, we're not just saying nice things. We're not just making a sermon that, 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 that I'm living proof that this is true, that, that, that what they said was impossible, what they said couldn't happen. God created a door for me to walk through and God will create a door for you to walk through. Even if they said it could never happen, even if they said it would never happen, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask or even imagine. He is able. But do you believe? Because somehow we've got to believe. We've got to believe that what he says is true. We've got to believe it. It's faith that activates the promise. It's, it's faith that helps us to understand that, that this, is, this is real. God is waking, making a way. We've got, I speak about a door there that used to exist and doesn't exist now. I spoke about a door there that didn't exist and now does exist. We've got doors on the wall which represent a promise. When last year on Vision Sunday, we said, behold, I've set before you an open door which no man can shut. That was the promise. But how many of you know that when you, when you declare a promise that God has given you, there, is, there will be resistance. It's not just all nice and it's all easy. And so, you know, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. But he said, the gates of hell won't prevail. He doesn't say they won't attack. The gates of hell will attack, but they just won't prevail. And, and when we make a declaration that God has set before us an open door, you can be sure that there are going to be many who are going to try and shut the door or destroy the door. You know, we, we haven't had Vision Sunday yet this year because I, I couldn't bring myself to have Vision Sunday in this room again. You know, we've been believing for quite some time that, that we were going to move on. We're going to get out from this place. We've got, we've got our eye on Kings Meadow campus down the road that we're going to rent because why? We're gonna, we, we, I'm going to talk about that. God's making, making room for us. But I want to I I say uh, to us that we've got we've, we've to we've come in faith that God is going to open the door, that God is going to make a way. We, because even, it's, easy, it's easy to confess it when we see doors open, but we've got, to, we've got to look at closed doors and speak to it and say, in the name of Jesus, that's an open door. It looks closed right now, but that's an open door because God has said it's open. And I don't trust what I see. I trust what God has said because what God has said is truth. I'm not afraid of the facts. Abraham faced the facts. That his body was as good as dead, but he believed God. We're not afraid of facts. We're not pretending that something is true that isn't. We are simply saying that, that, that you can give me facts, but I'm declaring truth. And the truth is that God has gone ahead. The truth is that God has made a way. The truth is that there is an open door that no man can shut. But it can be frustrating. You know, we, we had in our church diary that we were um, going to have uh, heart and soul. Uh, coming up and uh, you know what you, you're here we're, we're actually going to cancel it we're going to pull it because we haven't got anything uh, significant to say in regard to an update which we would have wanted to give you it's it's frustrating because we have said to you that you know what we're not believing that Kings Meadow Campus is going to be our next level we don't we're not we're not believing that's going to be the answer we're going to carry our next level with us 
And yet I believe, I believe that God, there's been a shift, that, that God is doing something in us, that, that, that God, God has been doing something in our services over the last weeks, which, which gives me hope and encouragement that we are actually carrying the next level with us. So now carrying the next level, my goodness me, you, I, 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 we need the circumstances to yield. We need them to yield. Now, you know, just as a, a regard to an update, we understand that not everybody's um, been on the journey, but we have, um, we have uh, to all intents and purposes, sold across the road intentionally to make room, to give us some money so that we can lean more into the church that God wants us to be. And, and, that, and essentially that is to, at, at this point, have, make a bigger space, to occupy a bigger space, to make more room for God to do something. We're very grateful for what God has done in this room over the years, but for the sake of you guys, for the sake of every one of you, down in the overflow, which I, 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 I thank you. Thank you for being there. Thank you for, for being a prophetic statement just by being sat there. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. But my heart is not that you're sat there, that you're, but you're we're with us. And we want to we wanna create a space where as long as we're able to, we can at least be together for a season. Um, so just to give you a little bit of an update there, um, we had a, a conditional contract of sale uh, exchanged um, but last June, actually. Um, and then what happens is, it's, not, it's a bit, when you buy a house, you exchange contracts. But when it comes to uh, commercial property, you exchange contracts subject to planning. So then it had to go through planning and uh, it received, um, uh, what do they, let me make sure I use the right words. Um, a planning application went in for uh, res, um, student a student residential scheme that was all in the papers and, uh, and it was submitted in July 2017 and uh, it is like imminently about to be granted. They've, got, they've, they've kind of agreed to the, the whole scheme of things and uh, there's just, I won't bore you with all the details, but there's just one little thing that they, that they need to do. But it's like, <laughs> you know, we... We've been living on the edge. If any of you, uh, uh, any of you know what it is, you know many of you know what it is to move house. We've we've been on the verge, on the verge of something happening for weeks and week months now, and uh, and and further, the date gets further and further and further and further away. And yeah, so I won't bore you with all that detail, but but simply to say, there is a meeting up and coming. I think in the next week, by the grace of God. And uh, I, I, what I, what I want to say is that you know what. We are, we are the children of God. We are, we are the head and not the tail. And I, you know, I don't believe that our future, our destiny is subject to, to simply men. Yeah, men, men may make the decision. Uh, you know, the planning committee may make the decision. But our, our future is in the hands of God. And, I, and I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you to agree with me in prayer. The where we've been hindered, where, where, where we're being held back, where, where things just keep getting putting sidelined and push back and push back in the name of Jesus. That won't happen anymore. Will you agree with me about that? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, in this up and coming meeting, oh God, Father, you know all about it. You know every personality. You know everything associated with this. And Father, we physically, we can't go into that room and influence anything. But we know someone.
We know someone, the Spirit of the living God, who, can, who there is nothing, no place that is barred to him. And he can walk right up into that boardroom. He can walk right up into those council chambers and he can make a difference. And we believe that he can influence the hearts and minds of men. And we pray, Lord, we believe we are your children. And the Father, you have great plans for your children. And Lord, this is not just about us, but it's about those who are yet to find you. And so, Father, we pray, Lord, that every hindrance would be removed. Father, we pray, Lord, that every, every, I, I feel like I'm praying on my own. Are you agreeing with me? In the name of Jesus, that Father, every, every hindrance would be removed, every blockage would be removed, and that God, by the power of your Spirit, that Father, you would influence men and women to make decisions favorable to us in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, that people will want to bless us. They don't even know why they want to bless us, but they will want to bless us because we're the children of the Most High God. We, we take authority over everything. We would seek to rob us of our future in the name of Jesus. We, we, re, we refuse, Lord, to come right up to the line and not step over the line. And in Jesus' name, by faith, right now, we step over the line in Jesus' name. We receive our inheritance. We receive our breakthrough. We receive our future in Jesus' name. And a faith-filled church said, Amen. 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 Well, I'm believing that God is a way maker, that God has gone ahead. And we are, by faith, we're going to be returning soon with good news of all that God has done. So I've spoken to you, I've spoken to you about doors and I want to speak to you about wells. I rang up uh, Lawrence last Monday. I said, hey, if you were here last week, you'd know we used this well um, last Sunday as we spoke about the woman, Jesus and the woman at the well uh, from John 4. And I said, hey, don't, don't destroy the well. I think God's not finished with the well yet. And he said, no, no, we've still got it. So that's why we've got the well. And that's why, you know, I feel, I feel that the Lord wants us to understand that when we talk about doors and, uh, and we talk about wells, that, that when we talk about doors, that's to deal, to, to deal with, understand that we're linked to the past. God saw this day 35 years ago. But when I talk about the wells, we're talking about the future. But God wants us to understand that the past and the future are linked. They're not distinct. They're not separate. That he's been on with something all this time. That, that when I walked up those stairs 35 years ago for the first time, that God had a plan for today. In fact, I believe he brought me in to lead us out. None of us knew it on that day. I certainly didn't know it. But God knew it because he had a plan. Because he'd gone ahead. Because he's a way maker. I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning. Are you with me? Are you with me this morning? 11.15 service, are you with me? Because I need you. I need you to understand that God, God is on with something and he wants your spirit to grasp something. He wants you to understand that, 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 that we have an enemy who is seeking to rob us of our energy, who is seeking to rob us of our passion, who, who, would, who wants us to, to uh, you know, we sang um, a few weeks ago to, to the, 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 the walls will speak to us and tell us we can't win. When I wrote that, I was seeing these walls. That, 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 that these walls will speak to us and tell us we can't win. But the devil is a liar. Because God is, we're not going to stay a prisoner in this place. He's making a way. He's opening the doors. He's opening the door for us. But at the moment, we're speaking 
to, to a closed door, believing and declaring that God has gone ahead and he's opened the door. So in speaking about wells, Genesis 26, verses 17 to 25, says this, so Isaac moved away from there and encamped in the valley of Gerar, where he settled. And Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died. And he gave them the same names his father had given them. Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. But the herders of Gerar quarreled with those of Isaac and said, the water is ours. So he named the well Essek because they disputed with him. And then they dug another well, but they quarreled over that one also. So he named it Sitna. And he moved on from there and dug another well and no one quarreled over it and he named it Rehoboth saying now 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 the Lord has given us room and we will flourish in the land from there he went up to Beersheba that night the Lord appeared to him and said I am the God of your father Abraham do not be afraid for I am with you I will bless you and will increase the number of your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham. And Isaac built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. And there he pitched his tent and there his servants dug a well. A couple of things from this. The first thing they did was they reopened the wells the enemy had filled, an enemy had filled in. I believe that that is what God has been requiring us over the last few for years that we've been we've been reopening wells there've been there've been there've been wells that have been stopped up they had been dug they had been prepared they had been named but but an enemy comes and 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 fills in the good things that God is doing. I want to I want to say to you that that maybe maybe there are people here who have known times when things have flowed and they've been different and they've been better and maybe an enemy has stopped up those wells, filled up those wells, but in Jesus name, we are in a season where God is reopening wells. Things that have been lost are being restored. Things that have been lost are being found again. God is restoring the flow. God is restoring the flow. God is restoring the flow. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but I know I'm talking to someone. God is restoring the flow. It was lost. You had it. You lost it. The place, the place that you thought was going to be a source has been stopped up. But you need to understand that God is restoring the flow. He's restoring the flow of your life. It was lost, but it, was found, it is found in Jesus. God's reopening the well. God's reopening the well. God's reopening the well. He says, we are not just here to so to help us to understand that we're not just here to open, reopen wells that have been dug. We're not just here to reestablish what has been done. We're here because God wants us to dig wells. He wants us to dig wells. He wants us to, to roll up our sleeves. That's, that's part of, of what this is about. We're meant, we're meant to dig wells. We're meant to dig wells in the city and we're meant to dig wells in cities north of us. We're meant to open up spiritual wells. Wells that, that the enemy, is, as, as if, they, if they couldn't fill it in, they've tried to stop it being dug. We see here that as they, as they branched out, 
And they began to dig. They, they, they dug in one place and there was dispute. And they, and they dug in another place, there was opposition. There were, there were people who stood against them. You see, whenever you try and do something new, whenever you try and dig a well, when you try and open something up for God, then there will be resistance. There will be those who oppose. There will be those who resist. There will be those who try and stand against. There are those who will try and steal what you have worked for. They dug the well, but other people may claim on it. I wanna I want say to you today that, you know, if, you're, if God has put that anointing on your life and, and, and you are carrying something that will open things up spiritually, no one can take that away from you. They might, they might steal the well, but they can't steal the anointing. So someone once said, he said, you know, like if you, if you give someone a million pounds and they lose it, they'll be poor. But if you give someone, if someone, if someone earns a million pounds and they lose it, they will still be rich because they know what it is. They know what it takes to earn a million pounds. If someone gives you something and you lose it, well, you never, you never develop the muscle or the skill to earn it. But if you earned it and you lose it, that anointing, that anointing will still work wherever you go. That's why they, they, you just got to keep going. You've got to keep going. You've got to keep going. Isaac didn't give up and say, oh, you know what? Every time I open a well, people come and argue with me and they come and, they come and uh, have a dispute with me and they oppose me. No, in the name of Jesus, they, he, he said, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going because I, I've got an anointing to, to, to open wells. I've got an anointing to open wells and I'm going to, I'm going to see wells opened. And I, I've come to tell you this morning that I've got an anointing to open wells. I've got an anointing to open wells in this city and I've got an anointing to open wells up and down this nation. I've got an anointing to open wells. I don't know how it's all going to work out, but I know that I've got an anointing to open wells and I know that there has been an enemy who has tried to stop up those wells and I know there's an enemy who has opposed me and disputed me and resisted me. But in the name of Jesus, if you keep going, there comes a point where you will dig a well and that will be your Rehoboth. That will be the, the, the place where God has made room and they won't argue with you anymore. They won't contend with you anymore because you've outlasted your enemies. You've outlasted the opposition. No longer will the critics have their way what was controversial and contested. Now, it will be prosperous and abundant. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, God is bringing us into a season. God is bringing us into a season where that was contested. That which was opposed is coming to an end. And God is opening up a new season. He's opening up a Rehoboth. He's, he's opening up a place where the Lord has made room for us. And now we will flourish in the land. There is, there is a season coming to an end and a new season starting. And I don't know, you might think I'm a little bit crazy, but, but, but it's just, you know what? There's certain significance to certain numbers in the Bible. Seven, the number of completion 
and perfection. And five, the number of greats. They have significance. Seven, seven is to seven is a very significant number in the Bible to do with with uh, you know with seven days of the week and the seventh day is the Sabbath and all that sort of, sort of thing. And I was thinking, Lord, why? What? What is it about? What is it about the number 35, 35 years today? 35 years today. Well, that's five sets of seven. Five sets of seven is 35, which means that that, that there is an end of a season and the beginning of another. There's an end of a season and the beginning of another. I believe, I believe for me, I mean, you can believe it for you, but I believe for me that today, today on my 35th spiritual birthday, God is declaring that a season is coming to an end. The the season of opposition, the season of criticism, the season of, of people standing against is coming to an end. And now God is giving me a new season, a brand new season, a season of abundance, a season of breakthrough, a season of more than enough, a season of the miraculous, a season where we will not be resisted, a season where God has opened doors of abundance, more, more, where God has opened the door to the multitudes. In Jesus' Name, it's a new season. If it's a new season, if you believe it, believe it, turn to someone near you and say, it's a new season. It's a new season. It's a new season. God is bringing us to a place of enlargement. He's bringing us to a place of more than enough. You know, in the Word that God spoke to him that night, having given him his Rehoboth, oh my God, his Rehoboth, he's saying now, now the Lord has given us room and we will flourish in the land. I'm declaring it, I'm declaring it, I'm declaring it. This is my declaration that in Jesus' Name, even even while the doors at this moment are shut, I declare them open in Jesus' Name. I declare them open and I declare that God has given us our Rehoboth in Jesus' Name and we shall prosper, we shall flourish in the land. Can you say Amen with me? Can you say Amen? In verse 24, it says that night, the Lord appeared to him and He said, I am the God of your father, Abraham. Do not be afraid for I am with you. Oh, I speak that. I speak that into someone's heart and mind right now. Do not be afraid for I am with you and I will bless you and will increase the number of your descendants for the sake of my servant, Abraham. God, God is increasing. He is increasing the number of our descendants. He is increasing, increasing the number of our descendants. And I believe, I believe that essentially that's what is, what our moving is all about. It's not just about being a big church. Please, please. Honestly, I don't know that we need just another big church. I, th- I believe we need a move of God. We, 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 need, we need a move of God. That's what we need. We need a move of God. We need something to happen where people in unexplained ways find their, find their way into church. Like that, 
young man, 35 years ago, far from God. No one, no one told him where to go. There was just something inside of him, moved by the Spirit of God. He found himself here, full of doubt, full of cynicism, and yet God got hold of him and changed his life. And I, I want to say to you today, if you're sat here downstairs in the overflow, if you're sat here and you're full of doubt and you're full of fear and you're wondering, can this be? And I've been disappointed so often and, and why would this work? And I, I know exactly how you feel, but I am here to tell you that 35 years later, I'm still here and I'm still believing and I'm still seeing God do great things. And I still believe the promises that He's given me. We are going to see it because God has given us our Rehoboth. I believe that when we get out of this place, it was interesting to me, that last verse, He said that Isaac, He built an altar, He pitched a tent and He dug a well. He built an altar. You see, the thing about the next level is a sacrifice. An altar is about sacrifice. If we're going to go to our next level, if we're going to, we're going to have to sacrifice. It's, it means we're going to have to, it means we're going to have to work. He pitched a tent. A tent is not a permanent dwelling. It means we're here for a season. I believe that the next place we go, we're just there for a season. I don't know what that all means. I just mean it's a season. It's our next step. But then they dug a well. They dug a well. They built an altar and they dug a well. They dug a well. They dug a well. You see, they dug a well. They had to work. You, you, when, if you're going to dig a well, I know, I know we'd love to prophesy, spring up a well, because then we don't have to get our hands dirty and we don't get our clothes a mess. But Luke, just help me, would you? I hurt my back shoveling snow, so I'm going to use your back. See, the thing, about, the thing about digging a well, just shovel some dirt for me. You've got to shovel dirt. You've got to, it's hard work. You've got to move. And I want, I want you to know that the reason I've asked you to do that is not just to make this point. This is for you, man. This is for you. As you dig, I want you to know, I want you to remind yourself that God has called you to dig a well. Don't lose, don't lose track. Don't lose track of what you're on with. Don't lose track of what God has called you to do. Don't get distracted. Keep digging. Don't stop. Don't stop. Just keep digging. God has called you to dig a well and it's going to be hard work and it's not going to be easy, but you need to understand that His calling is on your life to do it and that's why you're here. Don't forget what He said to you. Don't forget what He promised you. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going because He's going to give you. He's going to give you what your heart desires. Remember this day. Remember this day because God has given you your breakthrough in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God bless you. We're going, to have to, we're going to have to work hard, but God's going to give us victory. We're going to dig. And we're going to dig where places, in places where people have never dug before. And we're going to see, we didn't even realize that it could flow like that. And we're going to see that kind of flow. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I just think back of that 19-year-old who walked up these stairs and, I had no idea what following Jesus was going to mean. I, I was a 19-year-old boy there and now I'm a almost 55-year-old grandfather and 
There's just so many things over those years that I can tell you of God has been faithful, faithful, faithful. He is faithful. And yet there is so much more. There is so much more. And I've dug wells. I've dug wells. And I tell you now that God is bringing me to a season where I'm going to point out wells and like Luke Young men and women are going to rise up and they're going to come with a shovel in their hand and say, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go and dig there. I'll go and dig there. I don't know what it means. I don't know how it will work out, but I'm going to go and dig there. I'm going to go and dig there. Because this nation, this nation needs Jesus. This city needs Jesus. I could say a lot, but time's running out and I want to I want to close with this because see the interesting thing is that technically technically 35 years ago to this moment I was a smoker technically 35 years ago to this moment I was far from God I don't even want to you know I don't want to talk about my stuff. But there was very little to be proud of. 35 years ago to this moment, I was carrying the sins of the generations who'd gone before me. But as I went home from that youth meeting and I lay on my bed, flat 1919 Victoria Centre, And I lay on my bed and I said, God, if you're there. Like I say, not a great faithful prayer. If you're there. But he knew what I meant. I said, God, I give you my life. And I, I want you to know I meant it. I meant it. I get, that day, I gave him everything. And I said, but if you want me to be a Christian, You'll take away this habit of smoking. I tried so often to give up smoking, give up smoking, and I just couldn't get free of it. And the Spirit of God spoke to me on that night, 35 years ago tonight, and He said, you'll never smoke again. I want you to know I've never smoked again from that point. And I'll be honest with you, I've asked the Lord for some things today. I've asked the Lord for some things today that in this moment, in celebration of, of what God has done for me and in me over these years that today some people will find Jesus. They'll find the miracle of salvation that the lost and the lonely, the cynical will say, I don't get it all like I did that day and, and just make a decision to say, I follow Jesus. I, I believe that there are some people in this room who need to know that God is a, whatever has mastered you, God has the power to break it. Smoking had mastered me. I don't know whether smoking is your issue. Your issue might be something else. But let me say this. Whatever has mastered you, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to break that thing over your life. I've asked God for miracles today. I've asked God for miracles in people's mindsets. I've asked God to be set free from unbelief. I've asked God to be set free from generational issues, things that have been passed down generation to generation. And we're going to sing in a moment. We're going to sing in a moment. But I want to say, first of all, 
As we sit in His presence right now, here on the 35th anniversary of my decision to say yes to Jesus, I want to say today, if you don't know Jesus, right up here downstairs in the overflow, hear me, hear me. This is, this is very much for you. I don't know how you came to church. I don't know what brought you here. I don't know who brought you here. I just believe that today of all days, like that day 35 years ago, it was no accident that I walked in this place. I want to say that it, it is no accident that you're in this place today. And that God wants to meet you where you are. And I'm not promising that everything's going to be easy. I'm not promising that everything is going to get sorted. But if you've never said yes to Jesus, or if at one time you have made a decision, and right now, if you're being honest, hand on heart, you know you're not following Jesus in the way that you should. And it's time to come home. It's time to give your life to Jesus. If that is you, if I'm talking to you right now, I want you to have the boldness and the courage to stick your hand nice and high in the air and say, that's me. That's me. I'm not going to make you do anything you don't want to do, but just put your hand right high in the air if that's you right now. God bless you. That is amazing. Someone else. It's easy now. Downstairs in the overflow. Come on, if you know, this is, this is, the, this is the day the Lord has made. It's time to come home. It's time to come home. It's time to say yes. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. I think there's two down in the overflow who put their hands up. I'm waiting for you. Come on. Come on. I believe there's two more up here. There's two more up here. You just need to make a decision. You just need to make a decision. Be bold. Be correct. God bless you. That is, I'm proud of you. That is amazing. Come on. There's one more. There's one more. You know who you are. Don't miss your moment. Don't miss your moment. Don't miss your moment. This is your moment. Just lift your hand nice and high in the air. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Who are you? Who are you? Okay, downstairs. That is awesome. Come on, let's give the Lord a clap offering for people responding to Jesus. That is amazing. Someone is going to pray with you. Listen, listen, every single one of you said yesterday. Every single one of you said yesterday, know this. I don't think there's anybody who could be more doubt-filled, more cynical, more confused than I was. But I am here to tell you today, here I am 35 years later by the grace of God, through many ups and downs, through many hills and valleys. But I can tell you now, God has kept me. And the same God who kept me these 35 years is going to keep you and He's going to see you through and He's going to see your family through. Oh, come on, if you believe it, give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. Before I am back, before I am back, I asked the Lord for some miracles in the house. I asked the Lord for some miracles. And I, I believe that some for someone today, they've got a breakthrough. For someone today, you've got a healing. For someone, just like I was set free from smoking, God is gonna set you free in an instant. You thought it was gonna be a long thing. You thought it was gonna be difficult. But right now, God is gonna set you free. I wanna say to you today, that if you will believe it, I wanna say to you down in the overflow, if you will believe it, there's a miracle in this house with your name on it. Do you believe it? I don't know whether you believe it. Can I, do you believe it? Do you believe that there's a miracle in this house with your name on it? Well, press into God. Let's praise Him. Let's praise Him and believe for your breakthrough. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. 
Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.